the show. You win the game. Don't put on the show. Freaking win the game. Welcome to East Los Angeles College Huskies basketball. Let's for us, JUCO, we're trying to get to that next level. I want to be a D1 player so bad. It's not what you would think. It's not Hollywood for sure. If they can go on to someplace else and get a scholarship, then their world changes significantly. It's hard as hell here. It's hard. You could lose your mind trying to fill these shoes. Why the man upstairs had to choose me? It's your last chance. I'm not looking for just respectable. I'm trying to win state championship. John's been like right there to winning it all, like multiple times, haven't got over that hump. He wants the best opportunities for those kids. He prays for me. If I needed to come to speak with him right now, he would be there. I grew up in the hood. I would feel for him because I can see me. I was that kid. Amen. And you are tuning in to Why Not Sports with the homie D. Murph. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. D Murph. You a fool for this one. <laughs> Yeah. All right, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard, you heard the, the introduction before the introduction, and you see the title uh, of of this show, the the guests of this show, award winning, family man, head coach, um, eight, nine, ten, all SCC North Coach of the Year. Part of the Netflix hit series documentary Last Chance You World Help Me Welcome Coach John Mosley to Why Not Sports. Coach, 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 thank you, brother, for taking time, man, and rocking with me and my audience. Thank you uh, for having me. You, uh, you like mentioned all that stuff. You know, a lot of that stuff, no, no one would know. There's a lot of coaches with a lot of accolades, but they, they, um, they put me on on TV on Last Chance You on this Netflix docu series. So so now everybody Google's me, man, and, and uh, uh, that's hilarious. My my daughters they they crack up. They be like, oh my gosh, you Google him, he pops up. <laughs> <laughs> Sign of a of a great dad to where, mm-hmm. like you said, they like that's dad to us. However, to the world, yeah. similar to myself, it's like yo, that's Coach Mosley. Like, do you know mm-hmm. who this man is and what he's doing, mm-hmm. impacting the world? Mm-hmm. And impacting lives, especially through uh, basketball. I want to just backtrack as far as your upbringing. I know you were born and raised in California, and you was a ball player. How was? What did your love for sports or for basketball come from? Man, you, there's a lot of there's some that question uh, the basketball, the love for it. I mean, I, I just love competition and com- camaraderie. I, I think that's what it is. Um, I love the game, uh, and I'm competitive enough that I, I've learned the game and learned uh, some details of the game so that we can be successful in it. Um, but I just love, love competition and camaraderie. Uh, I think I could, hopefully I don't offend all the basketball n- uh, heads out there or the basketball nuts, you know. 
I think that's what it is. And I just, uh, I love competition, camaraderie. I love team. I love family. I love getting along. I like being around a team environment and players. And then basketball is what I did. And I, I, I love the game. I love competition, camaraderie, and team enough that I learn the game and I find ways in the game where we can be successful in that. So if if you ask, am I one of those guys that, that's going to sit around and watch thousands and thousands of hours of film? No, I'm going to watch the film uh, that I need to to learn so that I can be the best that I can be as a coach. Um, but I, I'm, I'm when it's time to go on vacation, I'm going on vacation. When it's time to do ministry, I'm doing ministry. When it's time to spend time with family, I'm doing family. Uh, and if that involves sports, basketball, whatever it is, like right now, I just love my daughter's softball. And so I'm learning the game of softball, like nice. detail. And I think that's what I bring to the to the table of anything else. It's just trying to learn the details of what it takes to be good at what you do. Uh, so um, uh, that that's, I, I think that's the love right there. It's just being the best, being fully engaged in what we do. And that's similar to what I'm trying to share with these young men, just being fully engaged in what you do, man, and and and, and pursue it uh, with with all that. So um, I, I can't say that I got a, a a wall, a library of just books of, of all the plays <laughs> in the world. And I'm sitting watching YouTube's. Of, I got friends that send me clips, man. Okay, tons of clips, and they be like, "Man, you should run this. You should do that." And I'm like, "Man, I ain't got time for that, man. I'm doing me and my kids, and me and my family are we worshiping right now. I'm, I'm, That's good. I'm doing." I'm fully ingrained in that right now. I'm fully ingrained in helping this young man with his with his academics. That's where the passion is. That's where the grind is. is I spent all day yesterday trying to help kids get in classes and da 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 da. You know, I didn't have I didn't have time to watch ten hours of film. I was spending ten hours trying to get these kids graduation caps and Come just, on. you know, yeah. That's good, coach. And, and, and I want to talk about ministry. I want to talk about just you know academically how you are. You know, fully vested in making sure that our student athletes and the athletes and students uh, get that certificate. Because I was, um, I took time to watch the interview that you did with uh, Mr. Eaton, Eaton Thomas. And one of the things that I thought was interesting as far as like the bonus structure, how us as African American men or athletes or are just our, you know, background. A lot of us, the percentage, don't graduate, let alone student-athletes. So why is it important that the um, the academic part about your team, and in this case the, the college, is important to you outside of the game of basketball? That's just one more – I think that's one more notch on our belt, our young men's belt. That's one more uh, deposit – that prevents opportunities from saying no. So like, we gonna get a lot of no's, man. Uh, and, and we can say it's because of us being young men, we can say it's because of us, but we wanna have so much uh, in our portfolio of life where they can't say no. And that's just one piece that, that African-American young men gotta get. Like that's a piece that you have to have now. And that's what our society wants to see. Yeah. Not that it even matters. A lot of us can go into business. We can we can be entrepreneurs. We can do all of these wonderful, great things. We can do entertainment, whatever it is, uh, without the degree. But why don't we just have it so that that's one more in case that opportunity that comes needs us to have that degree. We can have it. 
Yes, sir. That's good. And also, Coach, just bear with my other screen. I don't know what happened. Of course, I can edit this part out. So we're still going to keep the show going because time yep. is uh, everything in this case. <laughs> um, but, no, that's great, man. And like I was telling you kind of pregame how, you know, there have been coaches that typically don't have that sort of interest in, you know, their, their players, you know, well-being, academics. Here you are spending your own money, your own time away from your family, ministry, yourself to, to do that, man. So I'm sure I, I'm not the only one that would tell you this, but, man, that, that's dope. And that's one of the key things that I wanted to, you know, let you know that is great for, for us as, as, you know, former student athletes who might not have that father figure or positive male role model around for you to do that, man. I just want to tell you on behalf of a lot, thank you. Yeah. Well, if they winners, if they winners, they're going to win academically. They're going to win on the court. They're going to win with relationships. If you're a winner, then that's a part of winning. So you can't just say I'm a winner and win basketball games. Yeah, then you got to win at everything. Yes, that's good. That's good. And ministry. Now, faith-based, what, what, where does your, your, your spirituality strength come from? Well, I mean, ultimately, when you have a relationship uh, with God and, and, and realizing that uh, it's not about you, it's not about me because if, if ultimately my heart you know what's in my heart and what uh, what my passion and desires comes about me, I wouldn't even be on this podcast man, I'll be somewhere trying to make some, some money, I'll be somewhere you know doing something that self edifies, now we do have to uh, take care of ourselves we do have to take care of our families and I do have to make a living but um, that's not the total and the whole pursuit. It's a, the, the passion comes from the compassion that was on me. Uh, the compassion comes from me having that uh, compassion experience as, as I was saved, as I was somebody who was drifting away, who, whose mind was, was gone to the things of the world and the things of pursuing for self and, and not pursuing for others. Realizing that that as you know, as as Christ, He had compassion for me, and He saved me from that that world of selfishness, that world of of, mm. of you know uh, pursuit of, of of money, pursuit of of self pleasures, and ultimately our you know our purpose, man. Regardless of anybody believes it or not, is to is to please Him and glorify Him. And as as we read the Word, we read through history, we see that ultimately uh, God's purpose for us is is so that He's glorified and. And so I'm glad my heart was changed to that. Uh, everybody has all of these arguments about, you know, whatever. It's Black Lives Matter. It's this matters. It's that matters. We need this. We need that. You know, all of that, uh, those fights and those arguments that we have for, you know, for education, for yes, uh, human rights, for social justice, for, you know what? All that can be fixed, man, if our hearts are right. And if we can get our hearts right and, uh, then I believe that our intentions will be right about what, everything we speak on. So I'm a heart man, man. I'm, 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 I'm a, I'll say, yeah, that matters. This matters, and what's important here and there. But if we get our hearts right, so if my heart is right, then my heart is going to be right towards anybody. It's going to be right towards white, black, male, female, gender, whatever it is. My heart is going to be right, uh, and the intentions are going to be right about what needs to happen. And, and my heart uh, for others is to, to make sure that, that I point them towards uh, the, the truth. And the truth to me, and I believe the truth is 
is for us to align ourselves with with our Creator, man. And, yes, and to indeed. me, it's God. So the goodness align ourselves of the Lord. Yeah. yeah, and if we align ourselves there, man, then all this other stuff don't matter, man. <laughs> we, if we align ourselves with making money, then then we're gonna be our our our, our, our thinking is gonna be skewed. If we align ourselves with this uh, gender movement, our thinking is gonna be. If we align ourselves with just being being black is important then our, we're going to be skewed if we align ourselves in, in just with one area um, you know now, now if your purpose is a focus that's fine mm -hmm. but the underlining purpose should be our hearts and fixing our hearts to uh, to serve him and, and I think if, if you do that then you're not skewed one way or the other and you're not biased one way or the other and then the overall purpose is, is, is what God wants and yeah, I just try to stay in that lane, man, because I can drift off. I can get angry at some of the issues and social justice sure. and this and that, and you can get angry. But uh, I, I got to keep the focus off of self and, and people, and the focus has to be on God. And if I do that, then uh, I'll have the same compassion on others as he had for me, and, mm. and my heart uh, will be in the right direction. So that's the focus. And I still drift, man. I'm not perfect, but uh, I <laughs> yes, said, man, Lord, bring me back because I get angry with the way things are happening in the world for our young people, for race, for whatever. You know, I get, I get, uh, you know, with our country, with the direction we're going, I get angry. But if I focus yeah. on that, man, it's just going to spiral. I'm going to continue to get frustrated and angry. So, you know, my heart is saying, man, I'm going to direct it towards uh, making sure God is glorified and, and by doing what I do is trying to individually help these young men and people and I think that pleases God uh, and I'm going to just stay in that lane man I'm going to yes, stay sir. in that lane and, and I'm fortunate I get a chance to coach uh, basketball and, and that's the carrot I get a chance to have fun <laughs> coach basketball and because I have that carrot that platform I can plant seeds of, 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 of uh, spirituality and so I'm, I'm, I got the best Yes, sir. And I know you spoke about, you know, baby girl and softball. Also, baby boy, basketball. Yeah. I got uh, another I athlete. I, yeah, I got my son and my, my I got my two daughters. One is one is my son's basketball. My second is basketball. And then my youngest is, is softball. And, <laughs> you know, they're all relevant. It's amazing. They're all relevant. You know, my son, I, he just accepted an opportunity. I'm, I'm going to let him go and announce it, but he'll be. You know, nice. playing Division One basketball next year. So, I'm, congratulations, I'm pops, in this case, or coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying to teach him how to be a man. I'm like, man, call all these schools. Yeah, we're not announcing that to you. Call everybody and let them know uh, that thank you for the opportunity and you accept this opportunity. You know, he's running around. And he's so nervous because he he's got a great heart. You know, similar to myself. Yes, sir. And he doesn't want to disappoint anybody. But I'm like, man, this is a man's. You got to make these hard decisions. And so yes, just sir. as I'm teaching all these young men that I'm coaching, I'm teaching my son. And so I'm, I'm grateful. And I think I think uh, God has honored our faithfulness as a family and the direction we've gone. And, and fortunate enough, he's able to get in a great academic school with a 4.3. And we're fortunate that he could play, even be able to play at that level. Nice. Uh, and, and go to school and, and get some, you know, some get the stuff paid for, man. That's good because, uh, as you know, Coach, education is expensive. It is very expensive. And uh, I did a little bit in their high school, the private schools, all three of them. Mm. So it's no joke, man. It's expensive. And, you know, I'm we're fortunate, man. I, I got a scholarship to play. And 
we take it for granted. I know yeah. to, to get, uh, I got two masters and to get one, I had to pay for it. So, uh, you know, I was like, man, is there, can I get, you know, can I go play some old man basketball, <laughs> get a scholarship for that, for the, my, my uh, graduate degree. So I can appreciate it. And, and my wife, uh, she's got some athleticism to her, but she never played sports. And she was academic and got academic scholarships. But I told her, I said, we're going to go both directions. If they can't get the the, the athletic scholarship, we're going to get some academic. If they can't get academic, we're going to get athletic. We're just going to load up on everything we need to do. There you go. Uh, and, and also provide experiences. Um, I would recommend any parent get, get their child, child involved. And, in, you know, along with academics, just something that they can engage in and they can carry on and take that to college as well. It's nothing, it's nothing like having that experience in college. That's just my opinion to be able to have a college experience. And when I first got here, I was really preaching, you know, besides winning and all that, I was preaching to these young men, like get to the four year, the four year experience. Yes, sir. And a lot of their parents, their first generation college students, and a lot of their parents haven't experienced that. You know, my parents didn't experience going to a four-year university, living in the dorms. You know, yeah. my parents, they passed, but they were older and they got here in California in the 60s and they were grinding and working. And they lived through the civil rights movement where it was just get a job and work and, you know, and and grind it out. That was my parents lived through that. It wasn't that every, nope, you kids are, you know, middle-class family, which I grew up in, semi-middle-class. Mm -hmm. My father got laid off, but I'm semi-middle-class. And then it was a push to go to college. And now my kids are going to college. Like it was no brainer. My kids are going to college. My daughter right now is, she's she's in her junior year, and she's like, I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna go there. You know, nice. uh, and that's I think that's that's the, breaking that generational curse is what we were you know fortunate enough to do. You know, my parents they broke it a little bit. You know, and then I I, I got a little bit in the debt, and my wife got a little bit of debt with college, and now we breaking that curse of sending our kids to college you know by way of debt free or you know we're, we're trying to trying to do that so the, those curses have been broken yes sir that's great and like, like you said i know uh mrs mosley very educated as well as you said yeah. you know she yeah. knows how many different languages coach man she's speaking uh chinese and spanish she grew up <laughs> on the east side of la man right in the hood and uh she went to usc and double majored she lived in nice. spain maybe a semester or a year and then she lived in china uh, and learn Mandarin, and so she she wanted to be an ambassador, and she met me. So that's all over. She wanted to travel the world and, and work in the embassy, uh, and and do it with her languages, and 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 work in uh, in law and all that with her languages. And she met me and shut it down. Now she's a teacher. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but it, it's still amazing what she's accomplished as well. For sure, the world of education, how important it is. Mm -hmm. Now I, I got. Some listeners like like Murph, you got Coach Mosley on. I'm a big fan. I watched Last Chance You. And when you look at LA and then look at JUCOs out there, like you said, they put it on TV. Did you have to submit your name? Was it a reference to where they was like, "Yo, you gotta you gotta have Coach John Mosley for our next Last Chance You"? How did that introduction come about for you and your team? Man, I, you know what? It was a cold call, and they, um, I think they prospect. They kind of look around. They they look for areas. They look for stories, and they see from the outside looking in. I guess they saw just some stories that they thought would be 
um, you know, some compelling stories. And uh, they reached out to a number of schools and there's some that was like, nah, we're not doing that. And for me, I just kind of, you know, I kind of just listened a little bit and I ultimately was like, I'm not doing that either, man. I don't have time for that. I don't need cameras follow me. You know, I'm in my forties. I don't need that, that crap, man. That's, that's for the young world, right? That's for these yeah. young bucks to get all the attention. And, you know, I never had any social media accounts. I had a Twitter account. I never sent out a tweet or never did anything, but I had the Twitter account just for information only. So never did a tweet since, uh, and had it in 2009, never had Instagram or anything. I just had LinkedIn, right? So I'm, I'm just a straight professional. I don't need any of that. I'm telling the kids, you guys get off social media and all that crap, you know? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, man, they, they reached out and all everyone, you know, who kind of you would expect to be interested in it said, don't do it, you're gonna get fired, bro. And I said, yeah, you're right. And interesting in love, man, my pastor and a, and a friend, and a good friend of faith, man. He's, he's a coach, Juco coach as well. They told me, mm. Uh, that we need to kind of share that and, and I need to share it. My pastor, last one, I went to him, I said, I know he's going to say, we don't need to be a part of Hollywood. Let's just serve God. Let's be humble. Yeah. And man, he told me, he said, no, we need to share that and, and share what, what you're doing and how uh, the, share your message and the story. Good. And I'm like, what? And it didn't make sense for him to tell me that and, <laughs> and everybody else to say, don't do it. And that was crazy. I'm thinking, you know, but ultimately I did it and um, and and didn't realize. And I said, OK, here's the thing. And I asked I asked him, I said, look, I don't want to end up like all of these shows where they got these reality shows where people of faith, they open their doors. And then all of a sudden, as the you know, the show goes on yeah. year after year, the breakdown of their faith. And you can start to see how uh, and I said, I don't want to end up like that. He, he said, well, more often than not they probably were already like that and i thought about it and he said you won't end up like that i said how about if i get fired he said well you're you're predestined and mm. ultimately god has uh, a plan and if the door is shut then he'll open up another door so i uh i just went on and did it and again i said okay lord i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna try to direct i'm gonna try to plant seeds and, and that's what happened and uh, amazingly enough, especially the first season, man, the editors, God had his hands on the editors, whether they knew it or not, that I was a little dogmatic in some areas with, about faith and they would cut it down. And uh, But at the same time, they put just enough in to draw listeners to plant seeds yes, and sir. to not be offensive to those who are not believers mm -hmm. and also not to be not, you know, not underrepresented for those people of faith. You know, so it was enough representation of the gospel, but at the same time, there was not so much where those not of the faith would be like, ah, I'm drawn off by this holy yeah. roller. We don't need this over spirituality and it's too much faith in there for me. So it was amazing that God had his hand on it. It, it was pretty divine with that. And, and I can't, can't thank God enough for using me and let me be a vessel to do that because I, I just, I just said, Lord, I, I can't be as entertaining as those guys in the other shows. <laughs> Uh, and what they did, like, I can't come out and I don't have a thousand cuss words. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's entertainment. And I can't be, uh, and they did a great job at what they do, but I, I just can't be who they are. Yes, sir. And, uh, and I just said, well, I'm gonna just be myself. I thought it was going to be boring because I thought it was going to be boring. And I said, dude, I'm going to just be me. It's going to be boring. I'm, I don't, I just go here and I go home and I just, 
you know, my family is kind of boring. They're not, you know, <laughs> not, we don't have TikToks and Instagrams and all that. I said, I'm kind of boring. And, um, you know, and, and, and the thing about it is I think that, you know, at that particular time, that's what the, the, the world wanted to see is just authenticity in it. And that's what happened. So uh, I don't think I can do any more because I, I might start looking at the camera now and I might start, <laughs> you know, I might start putting makeup on now, man, you know, cause I'm like, Oh, the camera, I didn't like the way I looked last time. Right. And I start changing it up, you know? Well, I want to make sure that the world know um, when I accepted to be a coach, I firmly believe I was led to watch Last Chance You because on Why Not Sports, we talk about the good, bad, and the ugly of sports and how it impacts your everyday life. And at the end of every show, I say keep grinding, keep the faith. And for you to just help me by still being myself, now, Coach, I will admit a few cuss words do come out. That's just my fire and <laughs> passion personality. But at the same time, that was one of my things. Like, Lord, am I going to be outdated to these, you know, kids, to these, you know, student athletes? You know, uh, I have an old soul. I'm, you know, just, I'm just not sure if I can touch them the way I know, you know, you brought people along to touch me. And then to see you, and I binge watched it in like three days. And I even told my family, either y'all going to watch this with me. Well, y'all gonna give me my time because I'm, I'm I'm the coach now. I want to see how coach coach whether it's X's and O's or just how you interact with the with the men and then the you know faculty of the of the school. And you did an excellent job. And I just want to tell you thank you again from the bottom of my heart. It's an honor to have you on, and it, it, it's 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 what we do, man. So thank you, coach. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I just be you and authentic. And I think even the response that I got from the show it it it, it, it uh, just confirmed it, you know just gave me affirmation that yeah I continue to be who I am and and because uh, uh, I didn't know I thought people would thought man this dude is a clown man <laughs> coach and really not you know not understanding uh, how to communicate to the crowd that I have there the young men that I have there and that's just felt I'm able to come across to them there and and to be honest if I go somewhere else I, I would maybe figure out how to communicate with those young men if I went to mm -hmm. a more conservative environment mm -hmm. so it's just being but doing it in your own way and and don't be coachy coach man I, I I crack up my my assistant you know sometimes I get new coaches that come work for me and then it, it you know I man, lighten up man you ain't gotta yeah. be coachy coach and, <laughs> you know say the terminology you know you ain't gotta yeah. always have the same terminology you watch YouTube and you know you know, know your purpose. Know your, you know, having all yeah. these slogans and quotes. And I was cracking up that the last chance you took all these slogans and quotes, and they made them slogans and quotes that I stuff that I just said off. The, you, they did you know, off my head, and, and I, I passed them along to my uh, team. Yeah. yeah, they turned them into slogans and quotes, and they just, you know, like yourself, man. You say so much stuff. You probably have so much stuff, and you don't know that it, it really is a slogan. True. If a camera followed you around, you probably have a thousand slogans and quotes. Uh, if they cut it up and make it look good, and they they did, I I thought I did maybe one or two, but they would cut up. They got like ten or fifteen quotes that that uh, <laughs> became famous, and I'm just like, wow. Uh, so just don't be coachy, coach. Just be you, man. That's all I tell. That's all I tell guys. And you know what? I didn't get a job one time because uh, I didn't do in, in an interview session. They said, well, the one thing you can I can recruit well. You know, I'm a great person, all that. Everybody gave me great reference. 
But then he had this coaching session where I had to show the coaches on the whiteboard, uh, like this X, just draw out the X's and O's, the plays. And I don't even use a clipboard. I can't stand a clipboard. I, mm. I just, me personally, like, what am I going to show them on a clipboard that I should should not have shown them in the practice? And my coaches, they always try to hand me a clipboard during timeouts. And I'm like, man, what am I going to do? What am I going to do with the clipboard, man? Like, move that clipboard. Only time I really need it is the end of the game. And I want to, you know, just show them, like, okay, this is a play we normally don't run. And let's do that. But, like, during the game, man, I mean, it's like, you know, I'm just tell get the help side. You know, I've showed you that in practice. Or let's run this play. They should have this play in their head backwards and forwards. If I got to draw it out, then it's probably not going to work out. Yes. Now, the NBA is different. The NBA, because you have to have brand new, uh, you know, they're so well scouted and all that, and the IQ at that level. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I just, uh, you know, I, just just be yourself. And I, I like to say, don't be coachy coach. Yes, sir. And I appreciate it. The last thing I have for you before we go, yes, world. Yes, Co- Coach Mosley and I have things to do. We have to coach. And we have to work, okay? So what got me for season one was COVID. I saw the frustration, which again, it's natural. When you even said, at least at the end, how they edited, that this probably was the best team to win it all that year. Have you gotten over that hump with that mindset, saying like, COVID, I can't stand you, or you have... Turned into a positive where you know what I still was able to show my authenticity of being a coach, being something that happened during probably once in a lifetime in our life, and still was able to still come out of here. Like, like how how was your mindset with with that coach? Yeah, you know the beauty in, of sports, and I think this is why a lot of uh, companies they hire uh, student athletes. The, just the roller coaster and the ebb and flow of life that we deal with. Yes, sir. One shot goes in, one shot goes out. Game winner one day, you know, miss free throw to lose the game the next day. But you get an opportunity to come back and um, and a lot of people when they have adversity, devastating adversity, they don't know how to come back from it. Yes, sir. And uh, they spiral. But us as as athletes and student athletes, we we dealt with disappointment. We dealt physically, emotionally, mm-hmm. uh, social. We dealt with so much disappointment, so many highs and lows that goes into a game or a season in sports that we are able to overcome. And that's why some of the best CEOs are former student athletes because we we know that okay, when we're down fifteen, we can still come back. Yes, know. indeed. Uh, we know uh, we've done it before. We know that we can hit a shot. We know we can will ourselves to win. And so, even though sometimes it's not physical, we can physically do it. We'd have to, you know, maybe administratively do it. We as former athletes, we can do that. And and uh, that's just a life lesson. It's so disappointing. But you you approach every year, every opportunity. Like you may not get an opportunity. You may end up. You know, you may end up with a COVID year. So let's pretend like, like, bro, next year you're thinking like, well, I'm going to be much better. I'm going to work on it next year. Well, like next year may be the COVID year. So let's try to win. Let's try to do it right now. Let's try to get that scholarship, that opportunity. You never know when you you are or are not going to have this this great opportunity. So what's in front of you, you got to take it. And that's what we teach in these young men. And I shared in the story, you may get one door to go through. You may get one window and that's it. You can't assume that that you're gonna get more opportunities, and so. Uh, but at the same time, 
when you face the disappointment, know that you you can, you, there are other opportunities and how do you respond to that, that adversity? Uh, and yeah, it hurt at the moment, but I was able to share with the guys like, man, this is what's going to happen in life. There's going to be disappointments, but how do you respond to it? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just a teaching moment. And for myself, here I am striving again. You know, I may never ever have a team like that that has a chance to win it. Uh, I thought we had a team this year that, yeah. you know, we went to the final four and then we yeah. we had uh, we controlled the whole game in that final four game. And we would have eventually went to the championship. But, you know, it literally we don't have any injuries all year. We don't have any issues. literally foul trouble. Uh, sprained knee. Yes, sir. Uh, broke foot. Like all happened in in that mm-hmm. game, and it was like it was like fate that like no you. I don't care what you do, how great of a coach, whatever performance, you know, it, it was just it was just our time to be done. Yes, uh, and we were we were we were you know for I'll say two thirds of the game we we had we felt like we had control you know not that we were blowing anybody out but we just felt comfortable you know how those sure. games feel where you. You just feel like, dude, we're, we're comfortable and they're uncomfortable. Right. And then it just feels like all of a sudden they would make a few shots. All of a sudden uh, the officiating didn't go our way. Uh, you know, a, a guy, we thought it was a rolled ankle from a key guard that that helped. And then it ends up, you know, two days later, we found out he had a broke foot. And then um, and then a, a player who had a sprained knee, he re, re-aggravated it. And it was just all, it just... It just you just couldn't, and then it was just all like, okay, it's just nothing we can do, you know. Yes, sir. So that's what happens, and you just. But the beauty of athletics—that's the beauty of us young men. We get to teach them like there's going to be highs and lows. Yes, sir. And take your take the advantage, but the, the most important thing is how you respond. Yes, sir. Well, coach, continue continue to be that great humanitarian when it comes to our community to LA, East LA, and just the basketball sport itself. Um, I know you you said, I know the list, like Murph, I thought you caught that too, about being in front of the cameras for another season. I'm going to leave that up in the air, but if you do decide to come back, thank you. If you don't, thank you still, because yeah. I've been able to learn a lot from you. Next time I'm, I'm in LA, I'll be sure to hit you up, sir, in this case, coach, sure. and if I can you know, up, also – Pouring to the students, athletes as well. Uh, I know what it's like finding your way when you have aspirations to a certain level or you might have to come back down into reality, but it's always a stepping stone for a greater cause. So, yeah. Coach, um, if you can let the world know where they can find you, how they can support, and then uh, we'll close the show. Yeah, actually, actually man, it's just Coach John Mosley. Dot com and you kind of look through that site it can it can take you everywhere it can take you through uh and even our my social media is coach uh john mosley uh so coach john mosley.com or coach john mosley you can google that and my social media instagram we got links to everything or he like men's basketball uh we got sites where you know we still are trying to fundraise for our young men to provide a great experience um you know you, you can see some of our youth camps that we have uh, just you know, just Google us. We 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 got it popular enough to where you Google us, we'll come up, and, and you can find all our you can find all our yeah. stuff, man, and kind of stay in contact with us and and what's coming in in the future. World, do do you hear me? We got 
Coach John Mosley here on Why Not Sport with yours truly. Come on now. It's a, uh, I'm definitely excited for what's to come and my journey in coaching and the connections I continue to build on an independent platform. But Coach Mosley, he have to go world. And y'all already know, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's D Murph. Find Why Not Sports on Instagram at Why Not Sports underscore. Check out the website, www.dmurfspeaks.com. We love y'all. Continue to spread positivity. Even though you might not go to church as much as you would like, you still have a ministry to share to those who can use it and who need it. Until next time, y'all. We love y'all. Keep grinding. Keep the faith. Keep on I'm